Today we're joined by San Diego vocalist Leonard Patton, and we're going to be talking with him about his attempt to break the Guinness Book record for a number of gigs in 24 hours. He's going to do over 70 gigs in 24 hours. San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Okay. All right. Let's commence. Yes, this is, this is the commencement of our, our very first episode. That's true. But first off, uh, we have we have Leonard here. But first, Ed, I have some pressing questions, some issues I need to address oh, with you. Oh, please press away. Um, so, so first thing I want to know is Hank Hank Jones or Hank Marr. Oh, you caught me off guard. I don't, who's Hank Marr? Hank Marr. Oh, the organist. I Hank do not. Marr. I don't know Hank. I know Hank Jones really well. I don't know Hank Marr. All right, I guess you got to go with Hank Jones. I Hank. guess yeah, by default. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I feel, so. all right I, there there are more how about uh um, still listening <laughs> woody woody harrelson or woody shaw uh i gotta go with woody shaw woody shaw fun fun fact well not fun fact dark fact about woody harrelson his father is in prison he was a contract hitman it's true. It's not that's not a conspiracy theory. That is actually true. He has a very bad relationship with his father. But there is a conspiracy theory. There is a real theory that he was involved in the JFK assassination. <laughs> it's a real Did, th- theory. That sounds like uh, fake news to me. It, it, yeah, yes, it is. Okay, we got one more. Uh Stanley Turrentine or Stan Getz? Stan Getz. Later Stan Getz, though. Later Stan Getz. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. All right. Not not I like the uh, what was the record he did with Chick Corea? Uh, Sweet Rain. Yeah. yeah. I love that Or one. there might have been a couple. But. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have, uh, we're so grateful to have in the studio today, uh, Mr. Leonard Patton, San Diego uh, singer, uh, actor, all-around good guy, soon to be world record holder. That's right. Yeah. Soon to be. Thanks for, how's your day going? Monday's going well. I got up, I had coffee, made my own coffee. I mm. roast coffee, so Ooh. I brewed my own home roasted coffee How, so my you, own green beans. You have like a roaster at home? I have a little whirly pop and I do it over the stove and it's it's great. That sounds delicious. I don't it's, know what a whirly pop is, but that sounds delicious. It's a popcorn maker. Okay. But uh, it's, it's a great way to roast your coffee at home. Have my coffee, have some little eggs and toast and... You know, cool. Right on. He was great. Uh, Leonard was kind enough to bring some of his coffee in this morning, so we're all sipping some of Leonard's brew right now. This podcast is brought to you by Leonard. Leonard's brew, (laughs) a tasty choice for your morning. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, one of your more recent albums is uh, it's called "A Beautiful Day," and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Who's on that record? Um, Yeah, I have. uh, some cool cats on that record. There's uh, 
Aaron Parks and Antonio Sanchez and Ben Williams and Lionel Luecki. All right. Oh, it's Le- okay. Right on. That's how they pronounce it. Oh. Le- most people say Lionel, Lionel, Lionel yeah. but it's he says Lionel. They all say all those guys call him Lionel. So that's probably because it's his name, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I've just read it. Um, so you you were at Berkeley with all these guys, right? Or I was at Berkeley or not? With uh, ben Williams would be uh, of a younger. Younger yeah. generation. I was at Berkeley with Antonio. Hmm. Yeah, back in ninety four, ninety five. Is that how yeah. you? Uh, is that how you reached out to them in the first place through your? Yeah, Antonio? I mean that's how I made the connection with Antonio. I mean we have mutual Berkeley connections, and I mean we probably jammed once or twice back then. Hmm. Of course, he soon after went and did amazing big things and. It still is. <laughs> yeah, he's a. I've I've only gotten to see him live once, and it was in, it was with Pat Metheny probably yeah. about a decade yeah. ago. But it yeah, was, I, it was I, great. I was probably there at that same concert. <laughs> yeah, Pat Metheny, Christian McBride, yeah. and him at uh, at Humphreys years and years ago. Yeah. Um, now, had you been hooked up with Air, pianist Aaron Parks before the recording? Or? No, um, no, we just were chatting. I saw, I saw him when. Um, Joshua Redman and and uh, James Farm, right? And it was Joshua Redman and Aaron Parks, and I forget who else was on the gig, but uh, was just chatting with Aaron after the gig for a while. And this was right when I was in the process of putting things together. I connected with him, and and that's kind of how that happened. Uh, well, let's check out a tune from this record, "A Beautiful Day." Uh, I think this tune is called. AJT. Yeah. But that's an acronym. Yes. So, so tell us the, a little bit about this tune. So the acronym is for another jazz tune. And here's the thing that was the working title for it for a while. Another jazz tune. I didn't have a title. And then I I wrote the tune. I write tunes with lyrics. I've also written tunes without lyrics. And I knew this one, I wanted lyrics, but I could not think about what I wanted to write lyrics about. So then at the last moment, I mean, this is really leading up to the time where we're going to get close to recording the tune. I had to write some lyrics. Mm. My inspiration was came from the process of writing a song. So I, the lyrics are all about the process of writing. And so then I decided, you know what? I'm going to shorten that another jazz tune to AJT. And I'm going to call it AJT. And it's about the process of writing another jazz tune. So the lyrics are about lyrics then. Yeah. It's right? l- ly- That's oh, a, yeah. so, it's, <laughs> so meta, dude. Uh-oh. But it's kind of so cool. I meta. think it came out pretty well. Cool. All right. Here it is. Another jazz tune. song or words that play on from the canvas inside my brain or a heartfelt letter to the one I love from within another jazz refrain is it love that breathes the words into life is it pain that stirs a creative paradise or is it make believe to make you believe in your heart from 
That was uh, AJT by our guest in the studio today, Leonard Patton. That was, that was really cool, man. I dug that. Nice, that was a cool nice. guitar solo, too. Nice. Yeah, it was super cool, like Attack and Leonard. So, so how do you work out uh, your tunes with the harmony and everything? Do you usually approach the piano first and come up with a, a rough idea, or do you go from the, the lyrics first, or is it sometimes it depends on the it tune? All, it or? all depends. To, usually when I write a tune... The melody's in my head, and I hear the chords behind it. So I just go to the piano, and I work it out. I, I try to not compromise what I have in my head. Um, and then you use, you know, obviously your theory knowledge, and uh, you, you can reconfigure certain things if you need to. But I, but I usually try to approach it from get what's in my head, because that's going to be the most natural thing, and that's going to sound the best. So it sounds less technical, even if it's, it can be simple, it can be complex, it doesn't matter, but you want it to, to, to flow. And with, with AJT, it's like, there's, I like the thought of moving chords around a melody that kind of stays stable. 
And so that's kind of where it starts in the, at least in the A section of the tune, moving chords around a melody. And then the B section is, is more typical, but uh, it's, that's, that's the kind of thing I was hearing with, in my head for that tune. Yeah. I've played this with you and like the, when there's a melody and then the melody kind of comes again, very similar, but the harmony is totally different. Yeah. I think it goes from starting on like an E flat major to starting on an E major. Yes. And it's, I remember, yeah. I remember the first time I read the chart, I, it was little small print chords on the chart. And so I just, I saw an E and I just assumed E flat. <laughs> and then I heard the bass. I'm like, what? I had to look. I'm like, yeah. oh. And then I played it right. And it was, it's really cool. It gives, yeah. it's like, gives it sort of a harmonic through composingness. Well, it seems very organic with the tune. It just unfolds. Yeah. 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 But something something Ed and I were talking about a few days ago is, uh, you know, you're not only a jazz singer and incredibly good looking too. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. but, I, I mean, but uh, you can't see this. Uh, ladies you can't and gentlemen, see the podcast, but, but oh. we can't. We can hardly look over there at Leonard. <laughs> um, but you're also you're also a, a singer songwriter. You're truly a singer songwriter. Yeah. You have an original voice as a songwriter. Um, what what does it mean to be a singer songwriter like in the jazz context as opposed to in the pop context or so, or even somebody like uh Stevie or I Yeah. Know. I mean I I think I mean I I I do write a lot of different things. I've written tunes that are more pop and think tunes that are more in that vein. Um but in the jazz sense I I think in terms of sometimes I think in terms of the players that might be playing the tune i always think in terms of musicians and who i play with or who i might be playing with and i i always have the the bigger picture in mind um the combo or or group and and i think in terms of you know you you're you're always serving the melody i think in a tune so for me um i can come up with melodies for for days and so i you're always serving the melody no matter how simple or complex the chords are you you kind of go from there and like i said i like playing with people so for me it's it's songs that really come to life when you when you hand your bandmates the charts and you start playing them yeah that brings a new dimension into yeah it. yeah and there's so many great collaborators on these records i mean obviously this this is all New York City jazz all stars, but yeah. also you've played a lot with uh, Peter Sprague in town, yeah. and also pianist Jeffrey Keezer. Yeah, and, and there's a um, there's a lot of great Ed Kornhauser. Yeah, right there. Um, I you know there's also a lot of great songwriters in town. Great, you know, so I like singing other people's tunes. I've had the chance to to sing on a lot of lot of different tunes from a lot of different composers. I, I often which think is great. Think that San Diego is definitely like a singer songwriter kind of town. Oh yeah, I, I from mean, every every aspect of every yeah. style. I mean, jazz, folk. I rock. know. I, I think there's you know who got Jason Mraz got started here. Jewel got started yep. here. Uh, Eddie Vedder apparently, mm-hmm. uh, and of course uh, my personal favorite Tom Waits. Yeah, he got to start playing clubs in OB, I think, and also uh, uh, Gregory Porter. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That was a little before yeah. my time, but I yeah. knew he was around here. Yeah. Before your time, <laughs> but Tom Waits. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> Wait a minute, true. I'm confused. But, but he was Tom Waits was way not before my time. Gary <laughs> Porter was just before. All like, right, I feel all like right. I was here at the time. I, I understand. I was, I was just a kid. <laughs> I understand. I wasn't even alive at the time Tom Waits was starting out. 
<laughs> so in in addition to uh, the be- a beautiful day record, the yeah. one with all the New York cats, uh, you've got a new record with with Peter Sprague. Yeah, you? we have a duo record. It's called uh, Dreamwalking, and uh, it's done really well. Um, and uh, it's some a mix of different things, a couple of Peter's originals, and we have a Stevie Tune. We have Beatles, there's Hendrix, a Cream tune. Um, it's very eclectic, but it's not eclectic in the way where when you listen to it, it's all over the place. It's very cohesive. It's eclectic in the sense of the songs and where they come from, and I, I like that. Peter's got a great way of taking those pop tunes and putting enough of a spin on them that you know yeah. when he does the, the, his harmonic rearrangements and yeah. chord subs and everything or they just they just sound so natural when yeah. he does it there's there's a few little licks i've stolen when i play those tunes i'm like oh i like that that little yeah. passing change is yeah. really cool does it uh did uh, did he pick the songs for the record or did, did you? yeah he these are songs we were already playing mm-hmm. so and so it wasn't hard to i mean we have a lot of tunes but this these are tunes that are kind of in our rotation heavily in the past few years and a couple of new ones that he had written within the past few years so it wasn't hard to pick out the set well really scaling it down because you always have more than what you need but mm. it was it was very very cool so do you play percussion on the record yeah also? i play percussion i play cajon and uh sing and uh it's it's cool we also in the studio we recorded it that way i played cajon and sang at the same time and he played guitar you know it was always a little bit of overdubbing and stuff but i mean majority was was live and then you know you go back and do some things if you need to that's a it's a really cool aspect of of your live performances when you can incorporate that you can make like a duo sound so much more more yeah or a trio like when you guys i saw i've seen you a couple times play with you and peter and then Mackenzie layton on bass just having that uh percussion aspect there really helps a lot it's very cool and it's not it's not about replacing a drummer because there's nothing like playing with a really great drummer or a really great percussionist but it 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 does kind of create a cool dynamic when you just have two or three musicians where years ago it would have been just i would have been just playing myself and with guitar and bass or myself and piano and bass if there's no percussion drummer or percussion and also the challenge is Play, play, I play some difficult charts. Oh yeah, and um, playing all the hits while singing my melody, which is uh, you know not always with the hits. So I'm I have to kind of work it out doing multiple things at once. But it's been a cool challenge to be able to do that. I think I think I've always had a great sense of rhythm, but that I think has really even strengthened it more. How long have you incorporated the cajon in your in your performances? Probably about twelve years, I say. Okay. 12 years strong and it used to be i just would play a little shaker or mm. something but just the cajon just added a whole new dimension yeah well sing, singing and playing is so hard to do i mean that's why i play saxophone <laughs> i don't have any option <laughs> i'm stuck yeah. leonard and i did a gig recently where he uh conned the entire band into having to sing one tune oh yeah yeah that was uh eye-opening yes <laughs> I, I i got through it but 
boy, it was it was it was weird. It you was sounded great. It was it was this thing, and for the for the listeners at home, I'm trying to pat my head and rub my stomach at the same time. It's just <laughs> that whole that whole thing is is just I don't know how you do that. All right, well, let's check out uh, the title track from that record. This is called Dreamwalking. Dreamwalking Written from the record from the record of the same name, and then that'll take us up to the break, and then we're going to talk with Leonard about seventy in twenty four. That's 70 gigs in 24 hours, an attempt to break the Guinness Book record. Here we go. So what? So my edges feel rough. Walking away from bad dream. Collar turned up time to hit the street. Where traffic pounds in my head. People around me have dead Turning the corner right there She appears and knocks me off my feet Haven't I seen you before? Lovely face must be yours I've seen you striding through my one sweet dream Now she's walking me home In her hand she's holding my own Finally awake and under the moonlight we dream Walk home Beaming, redeeming, believing in life Changing love This is San Diego Sessions, your inside perspective on the SD jazz scene. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. I'm Steph Johnson, and here's the jazz forecast for August 7th to the 13th. Monday, August 7th, guitarist Louis Valenzuela is hosting a jam session from 9 to midnight at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights. Tuesday, August 8th, the Robert Dove Quartet is at Panama 66 at the San Diego Museum of Art from 6 to 8. On Wednesday, August 9th, Gilbert Castellanos presents the Young Lions series at Panama 66, two sets from the next generation of young jazz musicians from 6 to 8, followed by Gilbert Castellanos and the Wednesday Jazz Jam from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Thursday, August 10th, Bayside Summer Nights present Latin Jazz Masters at Embarcadero Marina Park South. Latin Jazz Masters perform the music of Celia Cruz, Calgeta, Tiro Puente, Monga, Santa Maria, and others. One night only, 7.30 to 10 p.m. Friday, August 11th, Juicebox plays Panama 66, funky retro vibes, fast jams, and slow from 6 to 8. Also performing, Cecil McBee Jr. Trio is at Bore Southern Bistro, 7 to 10 p.m. Also on Friday, August 11th, catch Melissa Morgan, who pays a visit to the Westgate Plaza Bar from 8 to 11 p.m. This L.A.-based vocalist performs alongside pianist Sam Hirsch, bringing the best of Los Angeles jazz scene down to San Diego. 
On Saturday, August 12th at 7 p.m., Joyce Moreno at the Museum of Making Music in Carlsbad. The Brazilian singer, songwriter, and guitarist makes a rare U.S. performance, 7 p.m. Also performing on Saturday is the Steph Johnson Quartet, that's me, at the Westgate Hotel. I'll be playing with Melanie Grinnell, Rob Thorson, Richard Sellers, 8 to 11 p.m. Sunday, August 13th, Rob Thorson's quartet is performing on the Hornblower Inspiration Yacht for SaborOnTheBay.com. Jazz crews featuring Curtis Taylor on trumpet, Kamau Kenyatta on piano, and Matt Smith on drums, 4.30 p.m. Also on Sunday, check out Sassy Sunday with Lorraine Castellanos at the Turf Club. Jazz standards for you at one of the oldest piano bars in the city, 8 to 11 p.m. This is Steph Johnson, and you are listening to San Diego Sessions Podcast. We're back with Leonard Patton. Full disclosure, Leonard is also our voiceover artist here at at, uh, SD Sessions. So not only is he our first guest, but he is our voiceover artist extraordinaire. We're we're very prudent like that. Uh, You can find Leonard's music at leonardpatton.com. And now Ed's going to fire it off. We have seven pressing questions for Leonard. This is the San Diego 7. Right. Here we go. Right. Leonard, uh, I'm going to shoot these questions at you and uh, answer them as quickly as you can. The first thing that pops into your head. Free association. Yeah, free association. All right. All right. Number one, what's the first thing you thought of when you woke up this morning? Coffee. Good good man. Uh, Number two, if you could have any job, hobby, passion besides music, what would it be? Oh, maybe... uh... Maybe a, uh, maybe a sports announcer, caster, like on announcer, caster. <laughs> yeah, some, some. Yeah, I thought he was going to say a uh, trial attorney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, it's yeah. just a cutthroat kind of co- guy. Yeah. I want to be a cop officer. <laughs> uh, All right, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, you'd be great at that, actually. Uh, uh, number three: Is there a musician who's passed? who you didn't get to see that you wish you could have seen? Um, there are many. I, I'll say two. One would be Miles, and the other one would be Michael Jackson. Mm. You never saw Michael? Never saw Michael. Oh, man. He should have shelled out for those tickets, I man. I know, like 200 Take that bucks. second mortgage out. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get those tickets. Yeah. Um, number four, what other instrument besides your own do you wish you could play? You mean, do I wish I could play well? Or <laughs> uh, I mean, I play, I play piano. I don't play like you. You know, it'd be nice to be able to play that really, really well. You know, I, I really love mandolin, actually. I would oh. love to just just play mandolin really, really well. Yeah. Every time I see Chris Thiele, or, oh, yeah. I, I'm like, I wish I could. Yeah. I have a mandolin. I can't do anything on it. You uh, could have those Renaissance Fair gigs, like, cornered. You could, oh, that yeah. could be your oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, you just I, need a cool hat. I could, yes. Yeah, I could see you in like a woolen cap and, and a sash. <laughs> Number five. What's your spirit animal? Oh. <laughs> Caught me off guard. I don't know. That's what, um, that's what I aim for. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I haven't even thought of it. Okay, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to that yeah. one, maybe. All right. Uh, what's a song or album, either one? That you can listen to over and over again and never tire of it. Oh, yeah, there's so many. Mm. Well, there's many Stevie Wonder albums that I can listen to yeah, over was, and over again. Yeah, I'm the same way. 
Oh gosh, man, that's a, you. You answer me. Ask me a question that's so hard because <laughs> I there's just so many. I there's probably a hundred. Okay, name one albums. N- um, just one. Just one. Any old one. You know, you're, I, you're being pigeonholed, I, but you have okay, to answer. Yeah. I'm just going to keep pressuring. Yeah, yeah. You. So one would be. <laughs> I told you these were pressing. Um, one would be Gary Thomas till we have faces with Pat Metheny and um, Terry Lynn Carrington. Oh wow! Wow, uh, man, yeah. I I love. I I can listen. to I that didn't know Gary and... Thomas until recently. I guess I had heard him on a few things, but yeah. I was not aware. Like this is Gary Thomas, yeah, and yeah, you know he's been in the Philly scene for a long time, and yeah. now I guess he's at uh, he's at John Hopkins now. Oh, really? But he's not a doctor. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do there? He's head of their jazz program or something. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, huh. he did some Very stuff fine with tenor sax and bass back in the day with Steve Coleman and yeah, um, back in the eighties. But he's uh, he's a he's a monster. But that's that's one album I can listen to. Obviously. For me, like kind of blue just never gets old. I can just I can just put on Miles Davis kind of blue. It's just kind of it's just one of those uh, it's a good drug. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just the, the 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 quality of the recording, everything about it. I can turn it up loud in my car and be like, There's nothing wrong right now. My dog, my old dog Watson, used to love that record. Uh, it was weird. Whenever Miles was on the Harmon mute, she'd always like rush into the room and like cock her head to the side and look at the look at the stereo. Like she's fascinated by that record. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last question, it's very simple. Bacon. Oh yeah, come on now. <laughs> Good. Okay. Perfect. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we got that over with. That was uh, the San Diego Seven <laughs> with Leonard Penn. So uh, yeah, so. Tell our audience who may be not familiar with uh, your first first attempt. This is your second attempt at seventy and twenty four. And tell tell us a little bit about uh, what inspired you to do this in yeah. the first place. Because you're a madman. Uh, yeah. What, what happened the first time, and then what's going to happen the second time? Full disclosure: uh, conflict of interest. Right. Ed Kornhauser is going to be one of the musicians. Yes, yes. he I was is involved one of the last time. Yes. Too. Seventy yeah. and twenty four. And yes. We're definitely all about. Shameless self promotion oh, here absolutely. at SD sessions. Absolutely. So. <laughs> although, although I am a part of it, this is the brainchild entirely of Leonard Patton. Like I, I'm a part of it. I'm going along for the ride. But uh, <laughs> what compelled you to do this in the first place? Well, um, going back a few years ago, I think it was it was three years ago. This past April, I was a little part of Lamps Players Theater. They did a. Um, a world record attempt they did um i forget what the record it was but they did a hundred hours of theater around the clock so it was like four days around the clock and i was a little part of that they broke the record raised a bunch of money um and uh, it was very cool and i that was always in the back of my mind like i want to do something like that someday for something you know i've had these different projects and I always thought I'll never break a record just for the sake of breaking a record. There's, there'll be something behind it. So for me, my my passion o- over the past couple of years has been mu- music and education and, and getting getting this music, particularly jazz, um, into schools and getting getting it to the kids. And obviously, Ian, you know, we've we teach at jazz camp every summer, so. We're, we're a big part of, of 
that in, in this community. But I started an organization called Jazz Vocal Workshop. And basically the purpose is to go into over 200 schools every year during the school year with a touring program, with a presentation, interactiveness, and 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 showing them this music. And it has, of course, vocal emphasis. And then also finding talented kids all over the county and giving them scholarships to these camps, summer camps, and these after-school programs and academies. A lot of kids can't afford, their parents can't afford to send them to any of these stuff. They don't know about the Francis Parker Jazz Camp or any of these jazz academies. They don't know about this stuff. And even if they knew, they can afford it. So I want to be able to find these kids, being able, be able to give them scholarships, um, let not let money be an issue. It's like, hey, you're talented. We got to figure out a way to get you into these programs so you can foster your talent. So the world record attempt was a way to bring focus to this. Obviously, it serves a couple of purposes. Breaking a world record would just be cool in yeah. itself. I mean, you could say you broke. Not very many people can say they broke a world record. I admit, uh, when we kind of when, when it was looming, and now when it's looming again for our second attempt, it would be cool. Van- vanity is taking hold. Like I want my name in that book. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I no want my doubt. name in like that. this. We've we've been planning this one out. Like the first attempt, we didn't have a whole lot of time to plan and prepare. And we only fell ten short. Yeah, we did. uh, We did fifty-five. The world record for the record is sixty-five by by that Norwegian dude whose name Helg Helg Toft Toft. or Helg 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 Toft. He's going down. Yeah, he's going down. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. He doesn't know what he's up against. Fifty-five with very little planning. We've been meeting every couple weeks, Mm -hmm. planned it out. Um, It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna be. And this is all happening this week, correct? Yes, August eighth, this coming Tuesday, um, starting at ten a.m. Starting in the same place we started before and ending in the same place. So we're starting at the Museum of Making Music at ten a.m. Finishing at ten a.m. on Wednesday the ninth at Off Broadway Live in Santee. And we're taking a slightly different route this time, but so so for fans that want to keep track and support the jazz vocal workshop and see some of the gigs how can they how can they keep track you do you have a gps beacon does ed have like an ankle bracelet where you know we can see him well, I mean, moving throughout the county i mean I, a, another one too. right i have one, anyway. one already yeah, has yeah. my other ankle so so there will be a um on monday i'm posting the the list of venues and actually it'll be updated in real time so it's it, the way it's configured once we hit a place um, it, it'll adjust all the approximate times of the venue. So people can see, look at the venues and they'll see, okay, they're going to be over, I don't know, where, wherever, Grassroots Oasis at 4 p.m. But if we're a little ahead of schedule, it'll adjust that. If we're a little behind, it'll adjust that. And they'll right. be able to see in real time. And it's that way, part of the problem last time, it was hard for people to follow because we didn't have a real-time update. So and when we're things moving change, so quickly, yeah. too. It was like, okay, we're here for 10 minutes. By the way, each each show has to be 10 minutes long, bare yes. minimum. So each yes. thing is only 10 minutes before we got a cat out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it'll be way easier to follow, and that'll be posted. People will be able to follow via on my website, leonardpatton.com, or jazzvocalworkshop.org website, 
or via the Facebook 70 and 24 take two mm-hmm. page or my page. They'll be able, they'll have multiple ways where they can follow. So if they're all right, yeah. so the quickest live update would probably be Facebook. Yeah, yeah. quickest yeah. live would be Facebook, and, and, and there will be right. so so many live live Facebook broadcasts going on multiple that they can they for people who can't actually come to the venues. Mm-hmm. And people want to follow. People are, last time were watching. They were at work and they were watching what's happening. So people want to follow and and watch some of the live performances. Yeah, we'll all be sharing where we're at, sharing that updatable list, and as we go. So how how does Guinness Book verify this? I, I imagine there's like some sort of independent commission. Do they send like UN observers to make sure that everything is so you is either, all hats. so you either pay like ten grand. To have an official only, if, only. yeah, no. a, official uh, Guinness um, like observers, witnesses, or you do your own. Right now, first of all, I wasn't going to pay ten grand uh, first and foremost. But secondly, it's more fun to get people involved anyway. Right. I think they encourage; um, they would rather you you get your own witnesses. So we have to have witnesses. Two witnesses at all time. No witness can do more than four hours. So for over 24 hours, we have 12 witnesses. And it has to be well documented with video and audio. And, and they have to log it in a book. Um, we have a videographer with us the whole time. Yeah. He's uh, Scott. He's been with us the Notary entire time. Notary public. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. You know, yeah. and part of a few people from Sandag and uh, City Planning Commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, superior yeah. that was judge. farcical yeah <laughs> um there's four of us like last time so it would be leonard singing uh myself on piano uh mackenzie layton on bass and matt smith on drums he's managed to rig up a tiny little portable kit yeah 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 all right so tell tell us the website again for your jazz vocal workshop it's jazzvocalworkshop.org all right and that will be is that going to have a list of all the live gigs That'll have a list also. of all the live gigs, or they can go and to the Facebook, ja- Facebook, 70 and 24, 70 and 24, take two. Take two. Um, also, Jazz Vocal Workshop has a Facebook, too, so you'll have multiple ways. It'll be very easy to find us and follow along. All right. All right, Leonard, we'd like to thank you so much for being our guest for our inaugural episode of San Diego Sessions. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We're going to take it out with another one of your tunes from A Beautiful Day. Can you introduce this one? This is called Your Love Makes Me Blue. Every tear that falls is safe for you. Every tear that falls is safe for you. Every day I try to put you out my mind But love just makes me blue Why I feel cause you stay on my mind You I feel and blues is on my mind I am lost cause love has robbed me blind I didn't want a rugged road You've been listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.
Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser. Performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artist. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.